You can't expect things to change if you're just not committed to changing. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk today about change and the commitment to change, which is probably the hardest thing. And I think it's something that most people really struggle with. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people will waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Before we get started, I just wanna say a massive thank you and a huge shout out to all of the driven mofo community out there who have been sharing my podcast with their friends, their family, business colleagues, other business owners, and just people who are driven to achieve more. Our numbers have just blasted out over the last couple of weeks. So it's been awesome to hop on social media and to have me tagged in posts and saying that you're sharing it. I really do appreciate it, especially like I love it when I wake up in the morning and I hop on Instagram and I can see that, you know, you've tagged me in a post and you've shared the podcast and, you know, said to your friends, listen to this and you've put the little arrows there and the link and everything like that. It it really keeps me inspired because I know that I'm making a difference and I know that these podcasts are helping in some way, shape or form. I do appreciate it when people say thank you for for doing this, but the greatest, I think the greatest gift that people give me is that they share it with more people. You know, I do love the thank yous and all that stuff that I get sent in the messages, but I really even appreciate it even more if you share it and things like that because it shows me that you enjoy it enough and you believe that other people get value from it as well. So I really do thank all of the Driven MoFo community and each and every one of you who are out there sharing this stuff and getting it in the hands of more people. So thank you. All right, so let's get into it and let's talk talk about today's topic. So most people that I come across, they want things to change in their life. And you probably have friends and family who will say, you know, I I need to lose some weight. You know, I need to make a bit more money. You know, I need to get myself out of financial stress. You know, I need to work on my relationship or, you know, I'm up to my fifth marriage. You know, I, I probably do need to change a little bit. I'll hear people consistently want to change. Okay. I think all humans are driven to grow. That's what I believe. And if I have a look at nature and I study a lot of different fields of sciences and a lot of different areas of studies in biology, there just seems to be a thing that either things grow or things die. Now, if humans are driven to grow, we need to keep growing from the day we're born to the day we die. And what I see is that most people become pretty lazy. They become pretty complacent. They let their fears and their worries and their concerns and all their internal chaos and their internal dialogue and their insecurities and all of those things stop them from growing. And so then what happens? happens is for most people, they then start to justify their position and they go, well, you know what? You know, it's my genetics. That's the reason why I'm fat. Well, not really. If you go back and you have a look at ancient or if you have a look at old photos of people back even in the late 1800s, you'll see that there are no fat people. Like if you haven't gone and read the book, uh, Nutrition and Human Degeneration, I think it's called by Western A. Price. I think it's called, um, but it's definitely by Western A. Price. Go and have a look in the early 1900s when he traveled around the world and studied native cultures. There wasn't any anyone with obesity. There was no fat people at all. So it's quite interesting that this is a modern day phenomena. Most people that I meet and the most people who I've seen over the years who have health problems, they justify it and they make excuses or they blame things or whatever it is. But that doesn't change the fact that when they look in the mirror, they don't like what they are or what they see. Now, there's this huge social movement going on where, you know, people are supporting each other for being overweight and obese. That's cool. But does that really make a person feel better about themselves? I'm not sure. 
most people that I've met who say that they're comfortable being overweight and that you know they've got this body image pride and all that stuff, most of them don't. Most of them, it's just a way or a strategy of putting a bit of a, a curtain over what's really going on for them. So there's just, there's this pattern of behavior and it's really come about since like the maybe 1970s to early 1980s, where as a society, we have allowed people to make excuses and to justify their position and blame and complain and whinge and moan and bitch and all of those things about where they're at and their position. And so I think what it's done is it's created this almost like mediocrity in society where people want to fit in and they just want to be average. But at the same time, they hate average and they want to be better. And I'm assuming that for some of you out there, when I say the word average or mediocre, you think, fuck that, I never want to be that. Now, there are a lot of people in our society that would say the same thing, but at the same time, they keep making mediocre choices, mediocre decisions. And so if your decisions aren't extraordinary, then you're not going to have an extraordinary life. Like you can't make average decisions and live an extraordinary life. And I would say that probably 95% of the people that I talk to on an average week want to do extraordinary shit, but they make average decisions or below average decisions and then wonder why they're not getting the results. I speak to business owners every week that are like, yeah, I want to have the best business, the greatest business. I'm committed to it. Yep. I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I'm sick of going around in circles and you go, right, this is going to be the cost to make it change. And they're like, oh man, cat ate my homework. Venus is in retrograde and you're like, what the fuck does any of that shit have to do with what you just told me? You've got big goals and big dreams. Make a big decision. Stop making small decisions. But the truth is that they're afraid, they're scared and they justify it to themselves. And I think it's just normal society conditioning where a lot of people just become so afraid of making mistakes because they're afraid of being judged, they're afraid of being criticized. But what they don't realize is by avoiding criticism and judgment from others, all they've done is they've internalized it. And so the criticism and judgment becomes internalized and it becomes their own. So they wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, I'm a piece of shit. Look how fat I am. Look how gross I am. You know, I wish I was better. I wish my business was better. You know, I'm so sick of being stressed all the time. But the thing is that they're, they're making average decisions trying to live an extraordinary life. And those two things don't relate. Like if you want to live an extraordinary life, you have to make extraordinary decisions. If you're not consistently making decisions that are putting it all on the line, or, you know, I, should, I shouldn't say putting your balls on the line, but I, d I don't know what the female terminology of that is. And I don't even know whether I can use the labels female and male anymore in our society. I don't know. That's a discussion for another time. My point is, is that if you want to do extraordinary things, you better start making extraordinary decisions and sometimes they are scary. I meet a lot of business owners who are like, I'm gonna give you my last dollars to make this work. Now they're someone that I will do everything in my power to help them because they're making extraordinary decisions to have an extraordinary business. And sometimes that's what it takes. Now, there are other times where business owners are like, I'm gonna give you all my money in order to make this work. And I'm like, not yet, my friend. Just start at step number one, not step number five or six or seven. Let's just take it slowly. Different people are at different levels and need to start at different levels. But the truth is like, you've gotta keep pushing yourself to make uncomfortable decisions. If you're always making comfortable decisions and you're trying to think through everything and make everything perfect and you know it's just not the right time and blah, 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 those people are always holding themselves back. Always. And they're always the same type of people that want certainty, that want comfort, that want everything to go well. They want to be right. And they're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of criticism. But the worst thing is, is that they're going to wake up in the morning and they're going to give themselves the worst criticism, the worst judgment because they're not meeting their own expectations. And only you know whether you're living up to your own expectations and you know whether you're achieving your own standards in life. And everyone has their own standards and it's based on their values. You know, if someone has a high value of business, then normally their expectations around business are pretty high. If someone has a high value of family though, they will have a high expectation around their family and the way that their family looks and behaves and responds and, and the way that they feel, all of those things are gonna happen because of their high value on family. So someone with a high value on business might have a lower value on their health or their lower value on their family. And that's quite normal. But only you know if you're meeting your own expectations and most people just keep making average choices and then 
wondering why their life is fucking average. You know, if you make mediocre choices then or mediocre decisions, then don't be surprised if your life is mediocre. And this is a tough conversation that most people don't want to hear, but that's the truth. And I hope that just for one person who's listening to this podcast, they just start stepping up a little bit more and, and start maybe running up the steps instead of just, you know, hanging out on them and just sitting and having their fruit box or their juice box or whatever uh, while they're eating their lunch, you know, that they, they're, they're not going to be the things that are going to help you live a great life. And this community, the reason why this community is called the Driven Mofos is because I believe that the people who are listening to this are driven to achieve more. But I also know that most people who are driven to achieve more don't normally achieve more, not because they don't have the capacity, not because they don't have the intelligence, not because they don't have the work ethic, but because they haven't developed the skill of making tough decisions and pushing themselves into those decisions. They're always looking for safety. They're always looking for security. They're always trying to figure out everything first and that never works. Okay, so if you want to live a greater life, you better start making better decisions, bigger decisions. And you, as time goes on, you actually make better decisions because you've already made a lot of decisions. I was only talking to Jess about this the other night and I was just saying, you know, I'm proud of both of us because we've come from many situations in our business where we've just had so many bad decisions and so much stuff that we've done that just hasn't worked. You know, from, I remember spending 20 grand with a, with a marketing agency. And at the time we weren't even making that much money per month. And we spent 20 grand with a marketing agency. We did it for three months. So we spent 60 grand with them plus Facebook ad spend. And we're spending about 10 grand a month on Facebook ads. So it was like 30 grand a month on the lead up to a national tour. And the ticket price for that event was like 45 bucks per ticket or 35 bucks or 29 bucks or something like that. And we weren't even getting our return on investment. We were essentially sinking money into this bloody campaign. And we're on a 12 month contract after three months. I pulled it and I said, look guys, this isn't working. We're not getting the results. And I got threatened to be taken to court and all that stuff. And I was happy to go to court over it because I would have countersued them to get our money back because the results were just really poor, really bad. And that wasn't what was promised. It wasn't what, what we'd spoken about. You know, I look back at that and I'm like, shit, I wasted over $100,000 in three months at a time in our business where we couldn't even afford it, but I had to drop that hammer. Was it worth it? 100%. Because what I learned was what good marketing looks like and what I'll accept and what I won't accept when I'm dealing with contracts and people and all that sort of stuff. So when we've got external vendors now, I set rules and terms upfront. So even if I'm signing their terms, they have to sign my terms as well to make sure that it's clear. Now, would have I learned that lesson if I didn't get kicked in the ass? 100%. There have been plenty of times where I've stepped on stage day one of a national tour. I remember being at an event in Adelaide. We had about 170 people doing this nighttime event doing everything. And you know, normally you sell at those events as well. You have a cheaper price point event, you get people in, you give them a taste. And if they know, like, and trust you, they buy. So I get up at the end, I go, you know, I don't have to pitch that hard. These people are super intelligent. They'll just buy because they like the product or the service. And I've just delivered all this amazing value. So I didn't pitch hard. At the end of the night, I have all these people coming up. They're taking photos with me. They're there like, man, that was amazing. Awesome event. Just, it was like, I was there for like an hour afterwards chatting to people. At the end of the night, I walked to my team and this was day one of a national tour. So we've got like 12 stops or whatever over two or three weeks. And all I'm doing is just traveling constantly, speaking every second or third day. All of a sudden I go to the back of the room and I'm like, cool, so how do we go tonight? Thinking that we've got all of this sign up and you know, I'd sunk like $100,000 into this national tour on marketing and, and travel and taking the team and all this sort of stuff. And I walk to the back of the room, one of our old general managers, she's like, we didn't get any. And I just remember like, I, w I felt like I was gonna throw up on the floor and I, was, I like looked at her and I was like, what do you mean? And she said to me, we didn't get any sales. And I was like, what the, f what? I was stunned. But at the same time, I was going to throw up because I was like, shit, I've put it all on the line at this stage as the business was growing. I put it all on the line to see if this would work and, and to do this national tour. We're a hundred grand deep. And night one, our biggest event of the whole tour, zero sales. And I was just like, what the fuck have I done? 
like I could sink this whole company right now, okay? If the tour keeps going this way, because we we spent a hundred grand already, but we like there's cost going on as well and I got to keep paying the team but after that I came out and crushed it for the rest of the tour and we ended up making our money back and profit and all that sort of stuff so my point is is that those hard decisions are, are really really hard sometimes but most people just don't want to make those hard decisions and they're afraid and they're scared and they want certainty up front and they're not realizing that for every I guess you could call it a bad decision you'll get so many learnings that will make you so much better in the future. But the problem is that most people are afraid to make mistakes, which then means that they don't get the learnings and the lessons they need in order to grow and evolve and become better at what they do and better at decision-making. So therefore, as they get older, most people get worse at decision-making because they get more afraid and most of their decisions become crazy impulses or they come because of fear and so they actually don't know how to make decisions that are intelligent decisions based on inspiration and based on a clear strategy and a clear plan. And so they'll rush decisions, which then normally end up pretty bad, which then reinforce the pattern that they're shit at making decisions. And so most people just over, as they get older, they just stop making decisions. They will make decisions to do dumb shit. Like they will go and take their whole wage and go and blow it at the pub with friends and family or go and blow it with their friends on a Friday night. And to them, that's a good decision. Yeah, I got drunk. But you ask them to invest that same amount of money in going to do something that improves the quality of their life. And they're like, that's a ripoff. It's a scam. It's stupid. It's dumb. I see it every week. Like people go and buy a fucking 300 or let's say they go out and buy a $100,000 brand new Mercedes or BMW. And then I come along and I'm like, you're stressed out all the time. You're burnt out. You're tired. Come to come and spend two and a half grand and come to one of my events like Thrive Time. And they're like, oh man, I need to think about it. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Like how, how did how did you justify spending $100,000 on a car which depreciates and you're guaranteed to lose money, 100% guaranteed. You're gonna sell that in five years and it's gonna be worth 45, right? Maybe 30. And you've justified that to yourself and you think that that's okay. Yeah, at the same time, $2,500, you need to think about it. Are you fucking kidding me? What's going on inside your head? This is just most people's decision-making strategy. And this is how I know the difference between people who want to be average and are mediocre and are happy being, have justified being average and content versus those who want to step up and go for it. In fact, I had someone only a couple of weeks ago who they're like, this is my last two and a half grand. I'm coming to Thrive Time because they're like, something has to change in my life and I've got to get my shit together. And they were ready. They were ready to rock and roll. Now, I wouldn't suggest that because that's more of an impulsive buy. But the reason why they got to that point is because they had to do something. It was like, if I don't change, nothing's ever going to change. Now, they will learn enough in order to keep the moving in the right direction and probably get back over a 10 year period, a hundredfold of what they've invested. But my point is that most people don't make good decisions because they're afraid of making decisions because of making mistakes. But the thing is that they keep making mistakes, not learning from them because they're always making impulsive decisions or fucking crazy decisions because they don't know what they want in life. They don't really admit to themselves where they're going and then they justify their shitty decisions. They make excuses, they blame, complain and justify, which then just keeps reinforcing this idea that they make shitty decisions and then so they're more likely to make a shitty decision in the future instead of just stepping up and going hard and pushing themselves hard in life. And you're not always gonna make the right decision, but you're gonna make those decisions right by learning from them. And that's what I was getting at with my story is that I learned a lot from that national tour and sinking a lot of money into that thing and feeling like shit. If I didn't go back and analyze that and go, well, hang on, why didn't we make sales tonight? What happened and pull my team together and go, what did we do wrong? I learned from that. And then after that, I came back and crushed it because I learned from making a bad decision or a wrong decision. Decision. Most people just don't learn from their decision, uh, their bad decisions and they don't make better decisions as the future goes on. But anyway, if you keep blaming, complaining, justifying, you got to stop that shit. You got to change it. Start stepping up. Focus on what you want and go after it. Be hungry. Tony Robbins only said on a recent interview, he said, you know, I've interviewed some of the most successful people on the planet. 
And I've also noticed this pattern as well because I've been able to work with some of the most successful people in both business and sport. And what I've noticed, and Tony Robbins said this, and I was like, he gets it. He said, the number one thing that sets apart the people who achieve great things from everybody else is just their hunger their desire to want to get it versus everybody else who justify it and complain and all that. Now, that's not what Tony said. Tony was just the the hunger part. But I've noticed that most people who blame, complain, justify, always have excuses and, you know, I'll do it next week, I'll do it next year. It's not the right time. You know, cat ate my homework. Bloody Venus is in retrograde or fucking the sun's not out or whatever their bullshit excuse is. You know, I need to check with my wife. I need to check with my husband. All of that crap, the kids, blah, blah. They're always making excuses and they always have a reason not to do things. But those same people will impulsively buy shit, which then just keeps putting them in the background. Why? Because they just don't have the hunger to go after what they want. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. I hope it helps you to step up. I hope it helps you to make better decisions. And if you're afraid to fail, you're afraid to win. Because I guarantee you that one of the most... If I could say that there's a few things that I would put down great success to, and that is failing a lot. If you don't fail a lot, you don't learn a lot. And so you have to make a lot of mistakes and you've got to fail. Yet most people are afraid of failing and making mistakes because all their average friends pick on them for failing and making mistakes. But the truth is that I hang around a lot of highly successful people. Those highly successful people when I fail are never the ones who put me down. It's always the shit kickers. The shit kickers are like, oh, I fucking knew you'd you wouldn't make it, I fucking knew. Uh, and they're the ones who always point it out. Why? Because it justifies their failures and their positions and their inability to make decisions. Their only strategy for success is to pull other people down. Fuck them. What I've found personally hanging around other high performers is when I fail, they're like, man, I've been through it as well. Just get back up, keep going. They're the first people who support you and pick you back up. They won't keep supporting you and picking you up though if you want to keep staying down. They will not do that because they won't waste their energy but they will give you their energy and their knowledge and their time, providing you have the courage to keep going and keep pushing hard. And that's what I've consistently found amongst high performers. Yet, most shit kickers will say, you know, rich people are assholes or people that are successful don't give a fuck about the average person. That's not true. They do, but they want to see average people be inspired to want to go do stuff because it reminds them of their own journey. They don't want to waste their time with people that they're going to give all their energy, their knowledge, their effort, and their time to, and just see them do nothing with it. Because to them, there's no point. And so I think that's why there's always this gap between average and mediocre people and people that achieve at a high level because high achievers just don't want to waste their time. They, that's their most valuable asset and they don't want to waste their knowledge. That's their second most valuable asset. And so they don't want to give those two things to people that don't deserve it or earn the right to have it. So get out there, keep pushing hard, high performers, high achievers, driven mofos, whatever you want to call yourself. Just get out there, start making better decisions, start going hard and start getting that hunger back, like that hunger to achieve great things. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. If you haven't already done so, please rate and review this podcast. Get on there, give it a star review. I don't even care if it's a one-star review. I'd rather be a five-star review, but please hop on there. Make sure you give it a star review. It definitely helps with our ranking and to get it out to more people. Also to those people out there who have been sharing this podcast with all their friends, their family, it makes a massive difference. I get so many messages from people who just say, so-and-so told me that uh, about this podcast and I'm listening to it and it's fucking amazing. They're the people in our community that I keep supporting because you keep supporting what I do. So um, to all those out there who keep sharing this stuff and, and supporting what we do, I really do appreciate it. Remember to like and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Hopefully this was a good ass kicking episode to get you out there to keep pushing hard and get back your hunger. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep rocking it.